to Cash Grab Cinema in the first episode of 2020. And like all things in the beginning of the year, we're going to celebrate with an awards show nobody asked for, but you're getting it anyways. The first annual Cash Grab Cinema Golden Reel Awards. You always have those like really sweeping... Band numbers. It's lovely. It was. It's great. Somebody called Bruce Valanche. <laughs> and you lost me. Yeah, there it goes. Yep. So we've got some categories for you. We're going to be sharing our thoughts, our feelings. What happened in 2019 that we liked, that we didn't like, and what are we looking forward to? Stay tuned and find out. Before we get into it, I have to ask. This yeah. is my favorite part of award shows. What are you wearing, Rachel? Well, this is what I refer to as a sleeping dress. Oh. It is a dress that is too worn out to be worn in public anymore. <laughs> mm. um, but it's nice and comfy from being washed so much. This one hasn't started falling apart at the hem because you're your company. Um, so you're welcome. And this sweater, I got a Goodwill. Ah, lovely. Joshua? <laughs> I'm, I'm wearing a, uh, a Greendale Community College hoodie. Uh, thrift store find. I'm pretty proud of it. Who would give this away? That's crazy. Community was a great show. Was. You seriously found that at a, at a thrift store? At a thrift store. Son of a gun. Yeah. And your Teddy Fresh hat. Got that Teddy, Teddy Fresh. Fresh. Uh, Teddy Fresh, if you want to sponsor us, let me know. Shout out to H3H3 and Ela. Hey. <laughs> oh, God. That was so awkward. <laughs> <laughs> well, she decides the Teddy Fresh. Never mind. <laughs> well, I mean, it's not an award ceremony without somebody being... Painfully awkward. <laughs> Trey, what are you wearing? Don't tell us your thoughts or feelings, just what clothes you have on. Oh, well, I am wearing a Carolina blue sweater, uh, also from a thrift store, mm. and some khakis that make my ass look great. So it's really important for me to feel that today when I was at work. So I'm trying to carry that energy over into uh, the program. Nice. You're welcome, audience. <laughs> you are simply radiating from... From from ass confidence. Ah, uh, thanks. <laughs> I'm gonna get badges made that say ass confidence and just hand them out to people. <laughs> like it's not sexual harassment if I don't say it out loud. And then somebody said, "Oh no, it is." Damn it. <laughs> I'll wear it proudly. <laughs> now, some award shows have rules. Like the Oscars have pretty intense rules on who can be nominated. We only have one, which is you can only say cats. Once. Cats Damn. the movie can only come on your list one time. No fair. And with that rule in mind, let's go to the first category. Flops you saw coming. Mm. What flops did we see coming? Now, the flop I saw coming was Gemini Man. Mm. Damn Will Smith. Ah. <sighs> It, was that a flop? Is the jury out on that? <clears throat> when did it come out? Oh, I did the math. <laughs> okay. I didn't know stats were involved. <laughs> Cost $138 million to make. Oh, God. It made globally $173 million. Let me just bring that down and put it in perspective for you. If you bought a table to flip online and it took you four <laughs> months to fix it up, you paid $173 for it, you sold it, for a hundred, or you paid a hundred and seventy-three. Yep, and you sold it for one hundred thirty-eight. That's thirty-five dollars in profit. So hourly, <laughs> you're looking at about eighty-seven cents an hour. And, and this is a world where there's no Craigslist, so you have to buy a billboard at five hundred dollars a day. 
So. Wow. You got to come in a, into it with Tommy with some money. So I'm going to be, like, using those numbers. We know for sure that was a flop. Big and I saw it coming from a mile away. Stop de-aging people digitally. Practical makeup is a better way to go. But what's better than one Will Smith, like, two of them? Oh, and the world <laughs> said no thank you. <laughs> be good. Yeah. That's weird. They did de-aging in the, uh, in the Irishman. And, what flops um, did you see coming? The flop that I saw coming. Yeah, sorry. No, I was going to digress. I was going to vamp for about 20 minutes. I felt it. He had the Reese's in his mouth. <laughs> He's I ready. was leaning back in my chair. Uh, the flop I saw coming was uh, the X-Men movie, Dark Phoenix. Um, oh, well, I haven't seen that. Dark Phoenix mm. was... Even from the trailer, you could tell from the trailer that nobody in this movie gave a shit. And and everybody was, like, talking as if they were told, no, more lifeless, less emotion. Don't just half open your eyes so it looks kind of like you're going to pass out at any moment. <laughs> and that's what this movie was. And it was, it was really... There's a lot of sad. Dramamine in their food. Yeah. Yeah. So that was actually my pick as well. <laughs> Sorry. Uh... <laughs> No, I, I figured this that this was gonna happen, and so since you went, there's gonna be some overlap on that tech. I'm going to uh, s- stick to my habit of talking about hair <laughs> and uh, mention Storm's hair specifically. Um, this movie deserved to flop for putting my favorite character in that struggle bus wig, <laughs> and what you won't do ever again in your life is that she doesn't deserve it. <laughs> The actress doesn't deserve it, no matter what she said, that I don't agree with. And I don't deserve it. <laughs> the franchise doesn't deserve it either. That's well, right. Well, I mean, Halle Berry really brought us the storm we deserved. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> let's not litigate that here. But we- <laughs> who's your favorite storm? Let me guess. I'm going to guess. Is it, is it from the cartoon show? That's the best storm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's fair. Fair. Yeah. She talked like Maya Angelou. What's not the love? True. Wins. Grace me with your commands. It was just very poetic. I loved it. Yeah, I definitely, I was, there was a lot of flops, but mm-hmm. I think these were some gems. So come on down. Honorable Jeez. mention, Hellboy. Oh, <laughs> uh, that segues nicely into Insufferable Remakes. Ooh. Oh. So my insufferable remake was Hell No, or <laughs> Hellboy, and I wrote just no, yeah. no. And then my second place choice would be Jacob's Ladder. Oh, I didn't watch that one. They remade. Whoa, hold on. They yeah. remade Jacob's Ladder. Mm-hmm. Yes. The, the 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 movie that scares the bejesus out of you. Yeah, that's the one. But they made wow. it with light skinned black people. Yeah. Is it the same sort of? I don't like, know. I know. I'm, I'm gonna watch that. But is it like the post office and and the uh, army and stuff? I don't, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> It happened, and there it is. Um, uh, for me, Insufferable Remakes, um, I have a bone to pick with Disney. Mm. And so my Insufferable Remake would be The Lion King. Um, I know Disney has done other live-action remakes, but this one makes the least amount of sense because at least in the other remakes, there are live-action people. I'm, I'm this gonna is have all to, CGI. I'm going to have to, I'm gonna have to say... I disagree with you saying an or live action. Those aren't lions. 
Why do people keep saying live action? Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, they're not. They're, they're not, not even live. It's not like Milo and Otis, right? Where you, where you had a dog and a cat, it's and not. you just had Dudley Moore. I'm so sorry, Trey. No, <laughs> they didn't teach. They didn't teach the lions how to talk for the for the role. No, <laughs> it's not like in Jungle Book where they taught that wild bear how to sing <laughs> and float on his back while I'm, not mauling a boy. To I'm death. heartbroken. <laughs> Mm. Uh, so Lion King for me. Okay. I feel you. In the Golden Globes thought so too when they was like, oh, Beyonce? No, she can't win. <laughs> oh. It's, she didn't deserve it. She's a billionaire. Let's stop feeling sad for her. And she's super talented. It's just yeah. she, made, she made a choice. She was like, well, I'll do that. And, they, you and know, Disney nobody was, cared. Disney was like, well, we'll give you all the money. And she's like, sure. <laughs> And so since this is going on the internet, let's not drill down on that point too hard. Beyonce is uh, amazing. Yeah. Don't love come it. for us. So my insufferable remake was Godzilla. King of the Monsters? That is correct. Wait, but it has Stranger Things. Yeah. Uh-huh. I didn't see it. Well I know she's in it though. It's got she not bo- not Bobby Brown like from Millie w- w- Millie Bobby Brown. Millie Bobby Brown. Yeah, there one. you go. Not downtown Isn't she Julie like Brown. friends with Godzilla? Is that the premise? Godzilla is friends to all of the humans Since by the when? end, kind of. I don't know. Well, at the end of the, who's no. the last one to do it? Garth Ennis no. or whatever? Let them fight. <laughs> yeah, that one. Yeah. That one. At the end of it, wasn't he like, oh, he's hero of humanity and he's there to protect us. And he was like somehow a superhero or something. Am I crazy? As he's eating children. Yeah. I mean, he's still causing huge amounts of destruction. Well. Do you think they're going to do a Megalodon and Godzilla crossover movie? Well, after the Godzilla versus King Kong movie that's coming up next. That will Uh, be out this year, I believe. Stop making King Kong movies. They don't work. The last one was pretty Skull Island? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I watched it at home, so I graded on a different kind of curve. But right. but this Godzilla, um, it was all about establishing Godzilla as the king of the monsters, and he is out of it for most of it. It's really a family drama about this divorced couple who really can't make it work, and the child that's caught in the middle. Oh, God. Oh, Fuck. I'm and, uh, already bored. You know. Uh, I'm sorry, I blacked out there. So it's it's Godzilla and sort of Kramer versus Kramer. Oh, yeah. Sweet. Yeah. Sounds like a a summer blockbuster. Sounds like a wet fart like your voice just (laughs) Sounds like a... (laughs) But Millie Bobby Brown gets to turn in a great performance. Like, no one did a bad job. It's just that they shoehorned in this when this, like, tired trope when they didn't need it. They had great CGI. They had all the monsters. They should have just leaned into that, but they had to make it more saccharine so that you cared. I don't mm. need to care. I just no. want to see monsters fight. Exactly. That's, that's why Pacific Rim was kind of cool. Yeah, that's why we showed up. Yeah, just let him go. Yeah, let them fight. Let them fucking fight. He was right. He's so right. So wise. Mm. Mm. Speaking of CGI, our next category is Lost in the Uncanny Valley, which is for special effects or CGI. I thought we would just do one, two, three. Cats. 
Unanimously cast. <laughs> well, I, I would like to give an honorable mention to The Irishman. Um, I mm. really enjoyed the movie. I actually I liked it. I, I enjoyed the story. It was a bit long. Every, well, it is a Scorsese movie. A lot of people... Yeah, We're going to knock this out in two hours, or as Scorsese calls it, act one. He wasn't always like that. But, I, I mean, but, yeah, lately, with Silence and this, they're very long movies. But that's not the problem. The problem is... The de-aging that they did on De Niro and Pesci. I'll say it again. Makeup. Yeah. I, Makeup. It would have looked so much better if it was practical. There were moments, sometimes it kind of worked. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes it was... It was, it was like it Superman's like, mustache. It was, <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> it, looked like, it looked like a video game cutscene. And and the, you could like see the pixels and the texturing that didn't <laughs> render properly. Uh, right. You know what I mean? And it just, it took me out of it. Okay. I feel you. I mean, obviously it was cats. It was they was obviously <laughs> cats. I don't, it was I, cats. I don't I don't know what else to say. Um, I, I wrote. Uh, do you think they were trying? I think that they tried too hard without considering what. Why do uh, they have to? Why do I need to know just by looking at her that that's mm-hmm. Taylor Swift or any of the other? I didn't see it. I just saw the trailer. Just like oh. Oh, I saw it. Did you? Me and my homegirl, Cherie, shout out, uh, a friend of the pod. Uh, we snuck some red wine. Uh, we sat in the back away from so everyone else. Scandal. So we could just cut up. And uh, <laughs> honestly, it was my most favorite movie-going experience of the year. And that's what I'm going to say about that, except for the fact that the, um, the faces really floated over top of the dancers and actors sometimes in a way that uh, made me feel like I was going insane. I saw an image that somebody posted on Reddit where they painted over some of the cats, mm-hmm. giving them more cat-like features. He said it took him maybe like five minutes. Instantly better. I don't need to know who they are. Let them be cats. No. <laughs> Yeah, that movie needed like a, a Sonic the Hedgehog type um, sort of retouch. You know it what I mean? Got one. It did. Oh, After it did. It was already was in out in theaters, and they were like, "Keep working, fix it, fix it." We're supposed to. This is supposed to help us win an Oscar, and I, the Oscars are like, "That ain't happening." Yeah, I think this is the first movie that ever received a patch, like a like a computer patch. Well, it has downloadable content. <laughs> when you get into the theater, you can either buy popcorn or there's downloadable content. Not both, because nobody can afford it. At the, at the premiere in the back of the theater, it's Gene Wilder and Zero Mostel, and they're just like, yes, it's oh. working. Oh. <laughs> Finally. But yes, I saw the original Untouched. Uh... <laughs> I mean, the fact that there's an original. <laughs> it's not even a DVD yet. I know. The, that was like, the theatrical release, Mach 1. <laughs> this is going to be a new cult classic. Um, this is going to be like The Room. Yeah. People are going to go to it, make up games like they do when you go see The Room live, or not oh, live, yeah. but in theaters. You know, people will meow, <laughs> throw kitty litter. It's got real Rocky Horror potential. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> <sighs> if you can get past the unsettled feeling that rises in your gut once the cat starts dancing and talking, then I think you're you're in for a fun ride. So, yeah. The best thing that I've read about the cats thing is that children had to be escorted from the they theater. They were crying. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> Mommy, why is that cat man doing that? Don't look at him. Just move. Because they look wrong. The scale is wrong. Some of them were wearing clothes, some of them aren't. It's just... <laughs> the internal logic of the movie is all over the place. And I loved it. <laughs> So apparently Taylor Swift wrote a song for the movie. How was that? Terrible. She got nominated for a Golden Globe. Well, I don't all the way know who that is, so let's just let's just go ahead and skip over that. <laughs> you know, I don't acknowledge her existence. The bland one. No, no, no. <laughs> no, no, no. No. She's a fan of Diet Coke. It helps her write songs. She holds her pencil weird in that <laughs> in that commercial. It's like this. Like, why didn't anyone correct her? She needs because some occupational she's therapy. Swift, that's why. She's got the yes men. <laughs> My favorite category would probably be, and I have this. I feel like this is a good amalgamation. You could have both. Mm. So I put them together. If you have to, feel free to share. Kids aren't stupid. Slash best magical creature. Ah. Because they really, they go together. So I would have to say mine is Playmobil, mm-hmm. the little toys. Mm-hmm. They made a movie. What? Yeah, did you know that? I don't know what Playmobiles are. Uh, they're toys. Okay. It's like Fisher um, Price or something. It's a brand. Oh, okay. It's a kind of toy. It's a brand of a toy. Yeah. Is that the Ugly Dolls movie? No, Ugly Dolls ha- has an honorable mention for me. Mm. But Playmobil, they saw the Lego movie. And oh, saw right. how it really boosted their sales. And they were like, the, 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 the CEO of Playmobil was like, yeah, do that. I don't want to try hard, though. Less money. It made, like, no money. It was in and out of theaters so fast. Ooh. I watched, Was it animated? Yes. Ugh. I watched a portion of it because the kid was like, oh, that looks kind of funny. But, you know, what does he know? So I watched a little bit of it, and I was just like, no, no, this is not funny. I will take you to go see that new Jumanji movie over this. It was awful. What is it? Is it like the plot is is around carousels and stuff? Like shit you would make with stupid Playmobil toys? (laughs) He's kind of like 007. He? Oh, they they do have characters. Characters. Is those like the weebly wobbly looking things? No, they kind of look like Legos, but they're bigger. Uh, anyway, Ugly Dolls was my pick um, ah. for um, Kids Aren't Stupid. I don't know that much about it, but it seems like from reading the plot, because I didn't watch it, sorry. <laughs> from reading the plot, um, it seems like it's a uh, thinly veiled attempt to do the same thing that Dr. Seuss's Starbelly Sneetches did, but it failed on all fronts and um, came off pretty stupid. So anyway, that's that. Um, as far as best magical creature, I would have to go with I don't know if this counts, but um, I know a lot of people talk shit about the kid who would be king. Um, I thought it was pretty okay, and the kid that played Merlin, who kept turning into a owl, owl. Um, I thought that was really sweet. It was a cool effect. Wasn't that highly rated? The kid who would be king. Yeah. It is highly, yeah, it is it, highly rated. Like critically it, acclaimed. It didn't do well. I think that's okay. what it was. Yeah, sorry, but it. It didn't yeah. do well financially, yeah. but uh. with critics and audience goers, it did very well. So I'm realizing now that I only picked movies that I saw for these categories, and I did not know that I could just get ones that I got a general bad vibe from. Um, 
So that's oh, nice Josh that I'm. Oh, <laughs> so, so that's nice that I'm learning this now in real time. Uh, not, I haven't. <laughs> in the year 2019, I watched very few movies made in the year 2019. I watched a lot of stuff made in 1984. It's mm. very specific, and I like yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Good choice. Ghostbusters mostly. <laughs> What's that? Romancing the Stone. <laughs> I don't look. Don't give me line. I don't. I don't know history. So uh, for this is kids aren't stupid. Kids aren't stupid and magical creatures. Okay. So I didn't ask you what this category meant on on purpose because I wanted to maybe see if I could bring something a little different. I like that. So. I was split between two. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the first is Toy Story 4, which I just rewatched before I got here, and um, I loved it. It has some really complicated ideas about what you're supposed to be versus what you grow into be and transitioning from different kinds of ideas about who you are. Mm-hmm. Which is really advanced for a kid's movie. Also, there's like some existentialism in there that I was not expecting. I was in the movie theater being like, are you serious? What? This is for children? But I like that you took it the other way. Like, yeah, kids aren't stupid. Yeah, <laughs> they aren't. And so you can get it on multiple levels, which is really hard for most movies to do, and especially for an animated one. So yeah. applaud them for that. And my other pick is the Steven Universe movie. Steven Universe is a... It's a TV movie, so I don't know if that counts, but, you know, we're here. Why not? Yeah. Uh, Netflix is not even, you know. The bad. only rule <laughs> is you can only say cats once, so you're fine. And we did that. So That's we're, right. We're, we're well, done. Josh still has his cats card. Ah, <laughs> uh, oh, fun. I want to see where he puts it. Meow. <laughs> 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 uh. <laughs> Gross. I mean, <laughs> Idris Elba. You know what? Let's not go back there. <laughs> This is about Steven Universe. I was just wholesome. Jennifer Hudson. <laughs> <laughs> so Steven Universe as a series was finished. It completed. It mm-hmm. had a really great ending. I did not know that there was going to be more. And so they came back with this movie. And normally when something ends in a really great place, I'm like, okay, let's just leave it there. But there was more story to tell. And I didn't think that there was. Um I really dig that they were able to dig more emotional depth out of the characters. And it's a really great way for kids to learn about um, people who have passed on and, like, how as you get older you learn more about those people and your relationship to them becomes more complicated. Mm-hmm. Um, and now even people's identities can aren't static even in death, so... Really great stuff. Hmm. Wish there would be more movies like that for kids. Well, that's enough of that. Back to the mess. <laughs> Romance is dead! <laughs> yeah! Romance is dead. And Long I... live romance. Well, no, it's dead. Oh. At the movie After killed it. <laughs> what is that? Oh, it's based on a One Direction fanfic. Can I leave? I don't want to be here anymore. <laughs> Trey, don't go. No. The main character in the fanfic was named Harry Styles. <sighs> I'm just going to sit back in my chair and let you take this. <laughs> I'm, I'm just going to keep binge drinking until you stop talking. Let's, let's, let's go for it. Well, I have a backup. Mm. Isn't it romantic? Mm. Oh, that's the uh, Rebel Wilson. Uh, it is, piece. and I want to like it because I like her. 
but it broke the fourth wall in a super lame way to me, and it just wasn't a great premise. Mm. What's the name? Meta? Yeah. In a way? But it was too meta. Oh. Yeah. Kept digging down in that. So the snake ate its own tail? Yeah. Mm. And then danced at the end. Yeah. Yeah. There are movies that pull it off. Like, there was that... Um, there are, that, and this just wasn't one of them. It was like Amy Poehler and Paul Rudd, and it was called They Came Together. It was basically the the most generic plot on purpose. You know, they have, like, that scene in the record the, store. Yeah. Like, you like music? I like music. <laughs> <laughs> That's insane. I can't believe we both like music. We're here in a record store. What do you know? I mean, that would have been better. Yeah. Is your romance alive, Josh? Um, no, romance is dead. Romance is dead. And it was killed by, uh, I know a, a few years ago there was talk about the uh, reconnaissance, right? Uh, because Ma- Matthew <laughs> oh, McConaughey. Oh, what a lovely uh, <laughs> phrasing you put on that. reconnaissance. I... Yeah. yeah. What is that? No, I liked it. You've yeah. never heard of reconnaissance? No. They were saying it a few years ago because Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> Fuck. You got to say it like Ma- him. Matthew. It's the reconnaissance. <laughs> yes, they do. Yes, they do. All right, all right, all right. This here, McConaughey's. Wait, is it like a renaissance, renaissance of, of McConaughey? McConaughey. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay, so I got there. So he was making all these great films, and you know, he was winning all the awards, Dallas Buyers Club, all that stuff. Right? Oh like yeah, when, lawyer. when um, he said, "I, you know, want to thank me," mm-hmm. and I'm. I guess here. I reckon I'm my own hero. Up here, accepting this award, better than all. <laughs> yeah, I'll be back. <laughs> it would, I would have loved in that moment if they would have panned to somebody in the audience going like, stop it. <laughs> um, but for me, romance is dead because of the film Serenity. Uh, not, oh, fun. Now, I'm not talking about the Joss Whedon um, uh, follow-up to the TV show. Firefly. I don't want to talk about Firefly. Yeah, we don't. We, we don't want to go down that road. No one's. No one's doing that. Um, this is the film about Matthew McConaughey being brought into this weird, any, nothing makes sense island or something, and he's conscripted to kill a guy, for Anne Hathaway, but not really because it's all part of this video game. Anyways, Trey, what were you saying? That was a. That was a lot. <laughs> Which is uh, a good transition into my pick. Which doesn't make any sense, but I get to be on a podcast where I can talk about what I want. Always be my maybe. I uh, fucking hate rom-coms. All of them. All of them. I hate all of them. Except this one. I love this one. So I'm going to say that uh, for this category, romance is dead, but love is alive. Okay. <laughs> and you're going to let me have that, aren't you? I'm going to. Yeah. All right. That's beautiful. Uh, Ali Wong's great. Um, oh, geez. What's uh, his name? He's on Fresh Off the Boat. Um, Randall Park mm-hmm. is also dope. Uh, Keanu Reeves is in the movie. Uh, you get to see oh, yes. Daniel Day Kim's beautiful face as well. Uh, who else is in there? Karen Sony, uh, Michelle Buteau. It's just a really well-told story that's not super corny and it's actually funny they took the time to write jokes Mm -hmm. and I also like that they gave both the lead characters multiple dimensions and you want them to work out in the end because they have 
Not because, like, it's a movie, but because they are compatible and they have the real conversations that make you think, oh, like, this could be something. Like, I'm, I'm rooting for y'all. Yeah. So, yeah. So go watch it and find out if they get together or not. But if I'm doing something that's within the category of Romance is Dead, uh, I'm going to pick uh, one of our previous episode, The Night Before Christmas. Because if the only way that I can get somebody is through time travel, like, I don't have access to that technology or magic. So what am I supposed to do? Where does that leave me? Well, just go get some hot chocolate and calm down. <laughs> it's just now you have something to point to for your loneliness. You can just say, like, well, yeah. as soon as I can crack time travel, then I'll just be Just waiting business. for that night to come get me. Yeah, okay. And then people will be like, is Trey okay? <laughs> you know that I'm not. <laughs> What's next? <laughs> I haven't seen him in a few days. I wonder if he's zapped to the future and he's being held in somebody's basement. Zapped to the future. Oh. <laughs> so this is a... Marty, we gotta get zapped! <laughs> this is a Josh suggestion. So woke you fell back asleep. And mine would have to be Harriet. And I'm prepared to defend this decision. Mm. I mean, I haven't seen it, so... You can tell me whatever you want. All right. I mean, it's, it looks, it's acted well. The okay. costumes are nice. It's shot very well. It's very well crafted. My complaints is why they made up characters. They fabricated history. It is unnecessary for a story that's already so badass. Yeah. So unnecessary. There's like three characters mm-hmm. that never existed. In Harriet's life. Oh. So there's Mary, who is a fake person that she befriends, who teaches her how to be a free woman. Pretty sure Harriet Tubman didn't need that. Okay. Uh, Gideon was a real person. All right. Um, was a slave owner's son, but they don't know anything about him. So all of this is just historically wildly inaccurate. It's so not real. And then Big Long is a fake character as well who was the black slave catcher who turns out to be the villain in the movie trying to catch Harry Really? Yes, Trey. Yes. (sighs) I stayed away from knowledge of this on purpose, and I see why now. But, yes, there were black slave catchers. Of course. That was a real thing, but they were very few and far between. So who are they working for? Like, it's it's a whole, like, make it... Nope, nope. No. 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 I mean, it's just... (laughs) You should have just made it about Harriet Tubman. You didn't need all mm-hmm. this extra faffing about. They should have done it like an episode of Unsolved Mysteries. You know what I mean? Where mostly it's um, reenactments, you know, and well, like, I mean, done as real as possible. But you'll just be on the edge of your seat because every, you know, you have Robert Stack to say, and then Harriet Tubman, you know. <laughs> but I mean, you could, that would be funny. Um, <laughs> maybe not. Maybe that's, not. That's like, <laughs> that's like you saying, let's you know, make it a wishbone. <laughs> <laughs> if we could somehow make this not a full movie, but just like a segment on where in the world is Carmen San Diego, <laughs> then do the bring those guys in to sing a cappella. I love that part. But it well, was, that's Josh's pitch. So, uh. <laughs> but at one point in the movie, near to the end, Harriet had has her gun pointed at this Gideon fellow who was a son of a slave owner, like, bad dude, 
and she's gonna kill him. And then mm. she's like, well, you know what? For no reason, no reason, have you earned me to spare your life? I'm gonna do it. Be free, <laughs> like me. Just mm. like this is just weird. These are weird choices. <sighs> so that that would that's my so woke and fell back asleep because it didn't need to be this. It could have been really good. You should have just made it about Harriet Tubman. Um, for me, it's not an entire movie. It's actually just a little tiny scene. It's it's honestly 15 seconds from a franchise that is now like several days long in running time. And it's very gifable 15 seconds. A very gifable 15 seconds. It's the moment in Avengers Endgame where um, uh, there's all these people coming in for the last battle and Captain Marvel has to get this thing to another thing and and um, somebody, so, so memorable somebody, somebody's like well I know what they are I'm just trying to not um, spoil it for you oh well that's um, not a that's not a Marvel movie is it yes yes Avengers it's oh. Marvel anyway you said Wonder Woman I thought that's she's DC Captain Marvel oh damn it <laughs> she's gotta get a thing to a thing and somebody says how's she gonna do it? And then you hear a voice say like, she'll have some help. And then every single female character from the Marvel franchise appears at once to like help Captain Marvel do her thing. Because it takes literally all of them. That's not empowering. (laughs) That it takes all the women to do one task when it would take only one Ant-Man or whatever. That's not even what I'm saying. You could still have, I mean, have the scene. Have the scene. Who who cares? I think it's just like having that line in there is a big sort of waving of the flags. Like, hey, look at us. Look at us. We're doing such a great job. Disney and Marvel. Buy our stuff. I, I think my second place would be a moment in Frozen 2. Not the Frozen 2 that aired in America, but fro- oh. but when they sent it overseas, they edited out the two ladies kissing. So There's ladies kissing in Frozen 2? Oh, shit, sorry. Spoilers. Which ladies? I, I'm not going to tell you. All right, we'll um, talk off mic, but... Yay! <laughs> but my opinion of that is, if you stand on one side and say, like, we really, we see you, gay community, we, queer activism, we're with you. And then you turn over here and, like, yeah, that shit's fucking nasty. Mm-hmm. It's gross. We we'll, don't need to see that. We'll cut it out. Like, yeah, we agree. It's Edit gross. No, right you're doing now. a great job. No, it's disgusting. You leave that on the cutting room floor over there. Then I think if you do that, it... To me, it seems like not only do you not support the gay community, you hate them. Well. Because if you can't stand up for them all the time, then just sit the hell down. Mm. Well, you know, the opposite Cheers. of love. The opposite of love is not hate. The opposite of love is apathy, indifference, and, and even, you know, completely profit-driven cynicism. And that's Ooh. what that is. I mean, yeah, it's... It's doing something just because, like, oh, shit, we got to fucking satisfy this market. And even though we, we made this great stride in this kid's movie, we're going to uh, we're gonna just cut that cut that right out. And then you're a coward. Yeah. And you're not, you're not really doing it. Anyways, Trey, are you awake over there? <sighs> so just during this conversation, I've decided that 
I'm not going to say the title of this movie because Ooh. it made me that mad. I want it to be lost to history, and I feel like <laughs> even bringing it up would somehow bring more attention to it, and I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to look over here on your list. I won't say okay. it. Yeah. It's, see, you, you don't even... Did you even see those? Oh. I know of this one. Okay. So all I'll say is this. Um, this particular movie decided to use the Black Lives Matter movement in a way that I found completely distasteful, especially because the movie was not about that. Also, it did not have anything to do with the themes. It used it um, to have some small semblance of relevancy that it otherwise would not have had. And uh, it was terrible. It's not okay to use that kind of uh, current trauma and pain for your shitty sci-fi movie. So, uh, fuck you. Fuck your mama. And if you have something else to say about it, you know where to find me. At Cash Grab Cinemas. On Twitter and Instagram. On Twitter and Instagram. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Currently looking for sponsors. And the end there, you kind of turned into Roberto from uh, Futurama, you know. And the end of the party, face is gonna may be made from hamburger. Thanks. <clears throat> Moving away from the, from the negative, we're ready to just to award our first award, oh. the Tommy Wiseau Award. <laughs> right. This is for acting. Yes. Your decision of best. And unlike the Golden Globes, the BAFTAs, and the Oscars, we're not going to separate this by gender because it's not a sport and anyone can win. Love it. Wow. So I have two. Jamie Lee Curtis, Knives Out. Hey. I mean, she can, I'll eat that hot poop yogurt anytime (laughs) you want for more of this. It's not, it's not normally hot, though, is it? I don't know. I'm not eating poop yogurt. <laughs> <It's hot>. um, <laughs> I mean, I'll eat poop yogurt for sponsorship. <laughs> <laughs> and then my second one would be is Daniel Kaluuya. Yeah. Queen and Slim. Mm. He was doing some acting. Ever since I saw him in Black Mirror, I'm just like, we're going to see that guy. Everywhere, this is amazing, and I was right. You was called it. He's Switch. amazing in that movie. Yeah, so good. I mean, they're they're it's all good, but yeah. he really brings something special. I agree. I really liked it, Josh. What? Who does your Tommy Wiseau award go to? Also, Jamie Lee Curtis, Daniel Kaluuya. You know, just at Cash Grab Cinema. Let me know where to send your awards to. <laughs> we'll draw. We'll make them with construction paper and macaroni from construction paper. <laughs> we'll make your construction paper awards. My name is Simon. It's a paper of our own making. It's made of tears and hydro drawing. Anyways. Anyways, construction paper. Uh, who do you give your time? Oh. So <laughs> callback, brah. Um. <laughs> You're the one that said it. 
Um, my Tommy Wiseau Award, um, I think I'm going to give to Jesse Eisenberg uh, for the film The Art of Self-Defense. Um, Man, he loved that know. movie. I really liked it a lot. I loved this movie. I thought it was fun. It felt like that classic indie movie while also completely original. It was a movie all about modern-day male masculinity and what's wrong with it in a lot of ways. Um, mm-hmm. And it's it's interesting. Well, uh, my choice is going to be Wesley Snipes and My Name is Dolomite. Yep. That character that he played, I know is a real person, but... The way he played it was absolutely hilarious. <laughs> it's like, I, every time he was on screen and saying things, I was like, I'm so glad that you're here. <laughs> and the attitude that he had in everywhere and anywhere he went is like, I don't want to touch anything around me at all. <laughs> I don't want to touch none of this. I'm too good to be here. I, I appreciate <laughs> yeah. that completely. I stand when I'm at the doctor's office in the waiting room. Hmm. I get it. Ew. It's a breeding ground. Like a, it's. It's, it's gross in there. Yes. It's bad. And people are always staring at me like, I'm fine. Mm-mm. No, thank you. And you know what? Since uh, since we're throwing out gender categories here, I'd also like to give a special shout out to, um, I don't know this actor's name, but they are non-binary and they played uh, like a, I think that the character's name was like the attache in John Wick 3. Mm-hmm. Uh, great fashions. Absolutely amazing screen presence and uh, want to see more. So, shouts to you. There you are, everyone. The Tommy Wiseau Awards. They're coveted. Quite. And there's only one, or there's several. (laughs) This is only the first time they've been given out, and Josh is going to be working hard on them. So you'd let us know where you want them delivered. That's bullshit. Mm-hmm. I never said I would work on it. Oh, it's, oh, hi, Mark. <laughs> and now time for the golden reel. Mm. This is the creme de la creme of your personal movie watching for the year. Josh, what is your golden reel? All right, I'm going to bore everybody to death. I'm going to say The Art of Self-Defense again. Um, that was my favorite movie, movie of the year. It was a movie It was a movie that I saw, and I talked to other people, and I tried to encourage them to see it because I wanted. I just wanted to talk to them about it. So that was that's the movie I liked the best. Dope. Trey? <sighs> I'm split because there were two, but... I'm going to have to go with Parasite. Ooh, Ooh yeah. Parasite was That's a good movie. amazing. I used to have this theory about how some movies I watched would be better if they were translated into another language because then I wouldn't be able to tell how bad the acting is. Mm-hmm. I have to throw that out the window now because... I experienced great acting in a language that I do not speak, but I felt the performances. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And it's one of those movies that kind of... I, I went in not knowing anything about it, and that was the best way to go. And I was on the edge of my seat the entire time. I loved it. I I really, really loved it. I've told everyone that I, that I know about it, I just... <sighs> film excellence. Just... I, uh, I I felt that way when I watched uh, Dogtooth for the first time. Yeah, you know what I mean. It was a different yeah. language. Speaking Greek, I don't. You know, 
It's Greek to me. <laughs> but I felt Dear every God. single. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> I don't know how to react to this. But yeah, no, I you feel every single moment. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the director of Parasite won an award at the Golden Globes, and I think he summed it up nicely. Once you can get past the one-inch barrier that is subtitles, mm-hmm. you'll be open to a whole new world of movies. Beautifully stated. Yeah. It's a great movie. An artisan and a wordsmith. Crafting it. Uh, love it. Rachel? I have three. Oh. I just couldn't narrow it down. <laughs> Wait, so does that mean I can have two? <laughs> We should. It's too late. It's okay. Moment passed. So I would have to say, the kid who would be king, huh. okay. gets my, gets the, the children's golden reel. Hmm. Because, it's been a long time since I have seen a fantasy movie, specifically made and well made, for a kid. They were not trying to get an adult audience. They don't care if adults like it. It was for kids. Like, like they the, didn't like it. Like the secret of the nymph. You know, that was oh, yeah. for kids. And uh. it is it is big. Because kids can handle big if you let them. You don't have to make ugly dolls. I saw they're making another <laughs> trolls movie. No. No yeah, more trolls. Like troll doll movie. You have like never ending story and Iron yes. Giant and like all these like really heavy Subject matters yeah. that kids can take, they can they can process. Yeah. It's probably good for us to process. Of course. It's still presented, those movies are still presented those things in a easily digestible way. Yes, yeah. You still had to think, though. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, Jojo Rabbit. Oh, was, I haven't seen that. It was yeah, really seen. funny. And it was still, like, had, like, dark moments, but it was just, it was a great way to a- approach such a, super serious subject. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're gonna do something like a historical reimagining, don't pick freaking Harriet Tubman. Go with something that isn't even a real person at all. Still a real thing that happened, mm-hmm. but none of these characters besides Hitler are really are real. And then I really liked Richard Jewell. Richard Jewell. The Clint Eastwood movie. I don't think I'd heard of it. Eastwood? (laughs) 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 I wish I could see. No, I was just mimicking the same reaction to Richard Jewell with Clint Eastwood. I wish. Don't you gaslight me. Like, the the look she just gave him was uh, priceless. (laughs) Please continue. (laughs) I I, I really enjoyed it. Mostly because I like the actor who played Richard Jewell. I love actors who come, like, they're new and fresh. Stop putting the same eight people in all the movies. Nobody wants to see it. Put in all the, put new actors in your movies. That's what I want to see. Fresh newness. Stop giving me the same thing again and again and again. I don't want it. You want that new new. I do. I've already eaten that other stuff. I want a different meal. No leftovers. Mm Mm-mm. I mean, not not when you've doled it out 20 times in a row. That lasagna's rotten by now. Give me something different. We're talking to you, ScarJo. Mm. <laughs> oh, no. She is in Jojo Rabbit, though. Yeah, I heard she was really good in that. Yes. 
She is. Because I think it's part... I think when they dial her back and mm-hmm. they don't give her as much responsibility and she has the right director, she can be a good actor. It's when it's too much. Like, when they give her everything, it seems like it goes off the rails. I don't know. I think I think it's more like the director because... Um, Oh man, I'm blanking on Dude Man's name right now. The Woody guy, Allen? The guy, not Woody Allen. Mm. Um, the guy who did uh, Lucy. He married his daughter. And um, he did he did Fifth Element and Luc the, Besson. Luc Besson, thank you, thank you. So he did Lucy with Scarlett Johansson. She's in the entire thing. Oh, that makes so much more sense. I didn't know that was the same director. Yeah, yeah. It makes sense. That that makes the, the weird cutaways to deers in a field start to make sense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Randomly. I feel like people who have cutaways to deers and fields definitely didn't grow up around deers driving by like, don't you fucking jump in front of me, you piece of shit. I'm trying to drive here. I hate them. Yeah. And they're just like, ooh, it's so magical. No, it's not. It's like a giant squirrel. Hashtag eat more deer. Please keep going. <laughs> Tonight's episode is brought to you by venison. Mm-mm. Venison. Taste the wild. <laughs> this, is, this, is, this is the sponsorship that's going to come through for us. But then we're going to find out it's backed by the NRA. Or the, the NRA. No. Like, oh. No. No, we got to back out. <laughs> After this check clears. Listen, everybody, the ghost of Charlton Heston told me that you need to get a reverse mortgage. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. Well, that, you know, that's our award show, friends. Yeah, we're going to, no Marvel Minute this week. Join us for our next regular episode coming up, and it will be back. If you want your golden reel, again... Let us know. We're on Instagram and Twitter at Cash Grad Cinema. And uh, I don't know. Don't watch the Oscars. <laughs> <laughs>